Here at Strange Magic, Amanda and I talk about our views on tarot and the ways in which we practice magic. And we understand that other people have different ways of practicing and different interpretations of the tarot, and that's totally okay. Take what you'd like and leave the rest. Welcome, listeners, to Strange Magic. This episode is answering listener questions. This is my favorite sort of episode to do because there have been many times in my life where I have fantasized about having an advice column. So when we get to do episodes like this, I get all excited because I get to put on my bossy pants and give my opinion on something. So we have a couple of really amazing questions today that we're excited to answer. Um, And I'm just going to start and read our first question. Why did you ignore my DM about what kind of spell I should be doing to dot, dot, dot? Yes, we get a lot of DMs asking us about spells and other things. So, Sarah, I'm going to let you start because I know this is a question close to your heart. We hear about it a lot on your Instagram page. I, you know, some would call it a rant. I would call it a uh, restating of my boundaries in a public sphere. And there are so many reasons that we're going to get into, Amanda, of why I don't answer DMs about really specific questions like, what does this tarot card mean? What spell should I do to get a new house? What spell should I do to attract a lover? What spell should I be doing for banishing dot, dot, dot? The first reason why I don't respond honestly comes for my love, honor, and respect of the craft. I think the longer you practice magic, practice doing spells, you realize how particular and how unique each person's needs are. And that being said, there is a unique and particular spell for that kind of desire. The other thing is every person's issue or every person's desire is very specific and we have to go a number of levels down right? It's not just about, oh, I want to attract a new love. We have to go down to sort of get to the root of the desire so that we can get in there to make that spell that much more potent, to make that spell that much more resonant. You know, a lot of times I'll tell clients, I don't do love spells to attract a certain person. I do self-love spells. I do a spell for you to step into your own love so that then you can kind of attract a partner who needs to see you as you need to be seen, not as you think you do. So that's kind of the first level. I'm wondering if you have any kind of insight on that. Well, as it happens, I do. So uh, yes, very much yes to all of that. I really respect what you're saying about the fact that You know, when somebody's asking you, oh, can you just quickly tell me a spell over DM, they're assuming that you can give them something in like two sentences. And so that's Mm. kind of reducing the whole practice that both Sarah and I have really devoted our lives to and has taken, you know, me like 30 years to develop. And so I can't just give that to you in a DM in two sentences, but I also feel like usually when people are DMing you, and they might not even realize that they're doing this, but they're actually DMing you because they just want to contact you. They just want to connect with you. They just want to have some sort of intimacy with you, which, you know, that's why Sarah and I are doing this work because we like to do that and we we like to have contact and we mm-hmm. like to have connection. We like to have intimacy. The difficulty is what people aren't thinking about when they do that is that, 
you might have also received 10 other people who have done it that day. And if you're going to stop and really think, what does this person need for me? How can I explain this to them in the best way? And also building on the idea that Sarah put forward, which is that, you know, a candle spell, for instance, isn't just light a candle and make a wish. It's a whole long process that you have to ask first, well, does this person know how to ground and center? Do they know how to set an intention? Do they know the correspondences to colors? So you're are they having, ready to do the work? Are they ready to do the work? Like, is the spell really, is that really the right spell for them for this circumstance? So that's all stuff that really you kind of need to come in for a session for, because that's really what we do in a full session. Like I do candle spells with people, you know, self-love spells, love spells, things that are really about working with your psyche and connecting it to the larger world, connecting it to the work you're doing in the world. It takes like an hour and a half minimum to do something like that. So if you're saying, can you just do this for free over a DM, you're kind of minimizing and really misunderstanding what you're asking this person to do. And it's also something that you could Google and get a start with. I don't mean to seem ungrateful because I love my clients, but... This is what is sort of the other larger issue around this sort of thing. The devaluing of spiritual work. Exactly. And I know, Amanda, you have studied this and lived this and breathed this and worked in your own life, in your client's life for, like you said, you know, decades. I've been studying the tarot since 2003. I've been offering professional readings for seven years. This is something I take really seriously. And I never forget the seriousness and the sacredness that I hold when a client comes to see me. That is like the most important thing in my work. And I am really confused and perplexed as this trend of witches and witchcraft comes into our consciousness via the internet and social media, why there is a devaluing put on it, why there's this, well, I can consume this really easily And then I also think that this kind of work should be free or I think you should just answer me really quickly. I don't actually answer DMs like that. Like that's just not ever going to happen um, ever, you know, and I don't feel bad about that at all. Even if someone thinks I'm like a B-I-T-C-H or whatever, that's just not how I roll. I don't have the time for that. You know, I don't have the energy for that. I have to be seeing my clients. I have to be doing my own work. But I think that it's really interesting to think about how spirit work or witchcraft is feminine labor, which has been historically undervalued and devalued and corrupted and extracted from. Maybe it's that the person just honestly is does not know that people do this for a living, does not know that tarot readers make a living or astrologers or breath workers or things like that. Maybe they don't know that and they just think that it's like, I, I don't even know. I can't even think of a metaphor or an analogy. It could just be that. They just think, oh yeah, sure, you light a pink candle and you know, Throw salt over your shoulder and there it is. But it's just not, that's just not really how it works. I mean, all of us kind of operate on automatic pilot and we're kind of really concerned often with just our own needs. For instance, like I bet you also doctors or lawyers or accountants have people be like, hey, what, you know, what tax bracket should I be in on the DM or something? Do they though? And I bet I bet you they do. I bet do, you does like, an when accountant you go to a party ask, 
I bet you at parties, doctors pe- have people be like, my spine hurts. What do I, like, what should I do? So that is true. My husband is a nurse and that actually legit really happens. People are showing happens. him their knees and their elbows and their toes and their eyes and all that. Although I will say, I think it's very rare for an accountant to have someone email them and say, hey, can you do my taxes for free? Hey, here, here's my, you know, here's what I have to send the state of California. Can you do that thing for me? That's all I'm putting out there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so no, the point, no, so agree. like to wrap so, it up, well, to wrap yes. it up. So what, to wrap it up, I, what I'm saying is, thank you for wanting connection with us. Yes. We want that connection yes. with you too. Yes. That's why we write so much and put so much out is to, to have that connection with yes. you. If you stop and think, is this question maybe a little more complicated than something Google could handle, then you should probably book an appointment. Love it. I just want to say that I really love my clients. I love all of our listeners. I love getting DMs from folks just popping in to say hi or um, just to touch base or whatever. Um, And I do try and answer people if I can, though I can't always. So if you have sent me a DM asking about magic or tarot or whatever, please do not feel bad. Do not feel ashamed. I hope you don't feel criticized. Social media is totally confusing and it's easy to not know exactly the right thing to do or to say. And I think what Sarah and I are really getting at is less about like how bad it is to DM us. Um, about questions about magic and more about like us really wanting to connect with you and make you feel seen and heard and really honor your questions, whatever they are. And sometimes feeling like DM isn't a way that we can do that realistically and still honor our own practices. So that's really what we're getting at. It's, it's less about a criticism and more just about the best ways of communicating about something that is like actually a really profound and meaningful thing for both of us. Question number two. Okay, so client says, I'm deep into my study of tarot, herbal magic, astrology, oracles, moon magic, etc. But I keep feeling a block when I do any spell work. Hmm. To call on a goddess or god, angels, even the spirits of my ancestors feels very inauthentic, as I don't know if I believe in divinity beyond the tangible world and the conscious, unconscious self. I'm content to accept it all as mystery, but I haven't seen much in the way of spells that really asks me to call on mystery. I've always considered myself spiritual, but not religious. But now I'm wondering if I'm even spiritual. So I love this question. Love this question. It is so great. And so just to sort of condense it, I feel like what this person is asking is, I'm into astrology. I'm into tarot. Like I just intuitively or aesthetically feel drawn to this stuff. But I don't know if I can buy into this goddess, god, deity thing. And I don't even know how far my belief can really go here. I'm just here to tell you that Yes, you are on the right track and everything you're doing is perfectly fine. So first of all, magic, witchcraft is not a belief system. You don't have to believe in the goddess. You don't have to believe in deities. You don't have to believe in anything. It is a practice. And as you do this practice, you start to develop your own meaning and relationship to it and to understand why you're doing it. Now, for me, my practice, the evolution of my belief, quote unquote, in a goddess 
has shifted and grown a lot over time. My conception of what that means has shifted in a lot and grown over time. And most of us have been sort of brainwashed to believe that if you believe in a deity, it's like this dude sitting up in a cloud who's like controlling your life or has some sort of fixed intention about the way the world should go. And most witches don't have that conception at all. Deity is an energy. It's magnetism, it's gravity, it's motion, it's consciousness. It's the life force itself, which we can all see. It's a verifiable fact. We feel it, life exists, and we're engaging with it. But the thing is, for humans, it's very difficult to engage with that force unless you anthropomorphize it on some level. So when we're talking about the force of love in the universe, which is tangible, which we know exists, which we all experience, often it's easier to access and to find an entry point into that when we call it Venus, for instance. And then we can work with it and name it. But Venus as a principle does exist in the realm of consciousness. All of us can identify it. We all know what we're talking about there. So, I mean, this is a complicated question and a juicy one. I want to hear what you have to say, Sarah. I mean, everything you said, 1 million percent, totally. This is why I love this question. Personally, I am someone who's a skeptic. Um, It took me a long time. I was sort of dragged into the occult or the esoteric. I never thought, in quotes, I would be doing what I'm doing now. Um, So I feel like a healthy dose of skepticism is important, actually. Um, We need that kind of inquiry. We need that kind of reflection to sort of define what makes sense for us, right? So that being said, what I'm sort of latching onto with this person's question is they're really okay with the tangible. They really seem okay with study and visual cues and things like that. So also as you were speaking, Amanda, I was thinking, well, not to force them into believing in anything, number one. It's fine if it just stops at tarot and um, intuition and moon magic or astrology. That's great. Like you don't have to believe in goddess or venus or mars or any other deity that you think in quotes you should be i'm kind of curious though about extending your belief systems into the elements working with water fire earth air these are all tangible things that also sort of in themselves are kind of deities and they also make up as we sort of know the pentacle which is sort of human experience which then goes back to a belief system in oneself and in one's own power and how that power relates to the collective and how that power relates to something larger than oneself and for me quite personally I didn't begin feeling divine or connected to holiness or divinity until I was able to take my own personal experience and connect it to these larger pictures, love, conflict, forgiveness, abundance, water, fire, sky, earth. That was what kind of broke things open for me. So also what I hear this person saying that I'm kind of reading between the lines is, They want to feel connected. They want to feel like there's something greater. Maybe deity or angels or ancestors aren't quite their portal in. So I just would sort of ask them 
to think about what's their portal in. And number two, what are you interested in now? Like, what are you kind of into? Is it fashion magic? Is it herbalism? Is it planting things? That's that's the answer you need. If you like planting things and creating a garden, then that's where you find your divinity. If you love fashion or making yourself look, you know, beautiful with makeup or hair, that's your divinity. And that's the way you want to follow your sort of intrigue and your excitement. So I would just say to that person, think about what you're really interested in and what you believe in and extend that belief. Yeah, I love all that. I love how you're really touching on the fact that this person really responds to the physical. And that's something that's really essential to magical practice, right? Magic is about taking what is in your imagination in the realm of consciousness, that intangible place of dreams and archetypes and visions that we all have and bringing it into material reality. So it sounds like this person has got the material reality part nailed. What I think might be interesting for them to contemplate is going back to this idea of the life force. What is that? That's where we really can start to unpack that idea of deity a little bit. You know, we can say, oh, yeah, I don't believe that there is a controlling consciousness in this world. You can't pray to a God and have them respond to you. And maybe that's true and maybe that isn't. That's something you have to figure out for yourself. And there's a lot of discussion about that. But we can always go back to this idea of life exists. Consciousness exists. Where does it come from? How does it work? What is it? Also, we are not separate from the universe. We are not separate from water. We are not separate from this planet. We are not separate from the spinning of the earth, of the sun, of the spheres, all the way out into infinite space. What is all of this? Where did it come from? What is the purpose here? Those are the things that really make us start recognizing that there is magic here. That animation of atoms, the fact that there is life and consciousness and love, that is magic. And deity is mystery. That's the mystery you're talking about in your question. And it's really not a matter of whether or not you believe in that. I mean, that exists. Clearly, we could talk about this subject for like five hours, but it just sort of brings me to this analogy of like, you don't need to know how your car works to know that you can get in it and drive it and then something happens. There is always a magic. Ah, woman. Ah, woman. There is in magic this, this aspect of the mystery. This person used the word mystery. There is this aspect of the unknown that we just sort of have to fold into and take a sort of part and parcel of our practice. If this listener, if this caller is getting hung up on having to figure out the mystery or having to figure out, you know, the answers. It's a bit about practicing putting on the cloak of surrender. Absolutely. Yes. Victory to the goddess on that. And just also that if you're interested, I believe you can trust that there's something in this that is valuable to you. Something here is enriching for you. And know that as both Sarah and I have in both of our practices, our understanding of it keeps developing. It keeps changing. We change our minds. We change our perspectives. It grows deeper. It goes richer. It's an evolution throughout a lifetime. So if you're feeling like I'm into this right now, I feel like you can trust and just go deeper and stay with it and notice how it changes and just enjoy it. Enjoy the pleasure of doing it. Stay tuned and you can find us at Oracle of LA, Facebook, Instagram, 
or G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S on Instagram or visualmagic.info. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Bye. We love you, witches. Thanks so much for listening. We feel so excited and grateful that you're all here with us. And this is just a little reminder that if you've really enjoyed listening to our show, just tap that five-star review on iTunes. It helps more people um, find us. And it is a really nice good deed. And it takes about 10 seconds to do. We thank you in advance. Witches on the subway, witches at the state park, witches on the Burnside Bridge, there's a witch wherever you are.